Well, hey there, New Spring Church. It is such an honor and a joy to be able to share God's word with you this glorious, glorious Sunday. Now, I'm recording this message from home where I've been in isolation for the past week because I tested positive to COVID. And I'll be real, it has been a really difficult last couple of days and uh, I'm feeling pretty rough right now. And uh, that's the reason I'm sitting on a chair. I'm lacking um, energy at the moment. And I have myself a nice hot cup of honey and lemon. And between this chair and this honey and lemon, I'm believing that we're going to have a chance to jump into God's Word and dig something out that'll be truly inspiring and empowering. Like I said, I have COVID, but nothing in this world could stop me from sharing this message that God put in my heart to share with our community as we prepare for our Christmas at New Spring services next Sunday. And right now we're in the middle of a series called Advent. And Advent is a series recognizing the preparation season that many Christians have gone through throughout history, making sure that they don't miss the message of Christmas in all of the craziness. It's easy to do so in the speed of life and the noise of this season with the gifts that have to be bought and wrapped and given. It's amazing how you can miss the message of love and miss the message of grace and miss the message of God's saving power in the middle of all the chaos. But not here at New Spring Church. We've taken weeks to stop, to slow down and to lean into the wider, broader and more beautiful Christmas message. That's the reason a couple of weeks ago we took time to stir our hope as we remembered the prophecies spoken about Jesus's arrival. The great promise maker is the grand promise keeper and he kept his promise in giving us his son Jesus. And then last week we talked about faith, stirring our faith as we looked at the story of Mary and Joseph What an inspirational week thinking about living out a dirty faith, a faith that costs us something, a faith that might hurt a little, but a faith that will produce life. And this week, we're going to take some time to stir up some joy uh, as we look at the third traditional week in Advent, looking at the candle of joy, specifically the shepherd's candle, as we lean into a pretty well-known portion of the Christmas narrative, when the angels appeared to the shepherds while they looked after their flocks by night. I don't know about you, but I know that I need some joy in my heart right now. With everything that is swirling around me, with the sickness that I'm feeling inside of me, I know I need joy. And I know there are many people watching right now who feel like they need joy as well. And you need to go with that feeling because you need joy. Like I've said many times before, joy is so important because God designed your soul to operate off joy. That's the reason the Bible tells us, for the joy of the Lord is our strength. Joy was meant to be your fuel. Joy was meant to be the log that you throw on your life fire that kept those fires burning. I love experiencing good things in my life that cause me happiness, but I need something that is deeper, that comes from within. My soul was designed to run of joy. 
I need joy and you need joy. And so here's the good news. No matter how you feel in your joy tank right now, God has the power, the goodness, and the ability to stir up your joy and to fill you with joy so that you overflow with joy. And that's what this week is all about. As we look at the traditional third week of Advent, stirring joy, lighting the candle of joy as we look at the shepherd's story. So if you have your Bibles, would you turn with me to the book of Luke chapter 2 and verse 8. It's a pretty well-known scene. You may not have grown up in church, but most likely at some point you've seen a nativity scene, maybe at a, at a shopping mall or maybe at a, a Christmas service you got taken to when you were younger. But no doubt you've seen that scene with shepherds standing around a hill at night with an angel appearing to them. And this is where we pick up the story in Luke chapter 2, verse 8. And the Bible says, And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their sheep or their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified, which is totally understandable. You're hanging out at night, you're just, you know, you're doing the third shift, you're trying to keep the sheep from getting stolen by thieves or eaten by wolves, and out of nowhere, an angel shows up, surrounded by a glorious light, and starts talking to you. They were terrified, I would have been terrified too. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. I love this. This story of joy announced. This story of joy offered. And in this story, no matter who you are or where you're at or how little joy you're feeling, you can lean into this story and know exactly where to find more joy. The joy that your soul was designed to run off and the joy that is going to make your invitation to our Christmas at New Spring services next week so compelling. So where does joy come from? I want you to write this down. Number one, joy comes from hearing good news. Joy comes from hearing good news. See that in the verse, good news that will cause great joy. That's what good news does. When you hear good news, it causes great joy deep within and it usually bubbles over out of your mouth. That's what usually happens. That's the reason I'm a terrible person to share good news with if you're trying to keep that good news secret. I can't help it. It bubbles in my soul as joy and it bubbles out of my mouth as a blab. I, I can't help it. So if you're like in a new relationship right now and you're trying to keep it in the DL because it's still early days and you're not trying to tell people about the fact that you're going out, don't tell me about it. 
Because inadvertently, I'm going to find myself at church preaching. I'm going to catch your eyes and it's going to jog my memory. I'm going to feel joy in my heart. And I'm going to announce to everybody in the room that you all are dating. I can't help it. Good news causes great joy and it always bubbles out. Same deal if you are uh, um, newly pregnant and you found out that you're with child and you're trying to keep it quiet for a couple of weeks or a couple of months before you tell your family and your friends. Don't, Don't tell me. Because inadvertently, we're going to be in public and I'm going to see you. And most likely, I'm going to go up to the lady. I'm going to go near her belly. I'm going, oh, hey, you got the little baby. And I will blow your secret, no doubt at all. I can't help it. When I hear good news, it causes great joy. It bubbles in my heart and it usually flows out. Good news causes great joy. So the question must be posed. If the good news of Christmas doesn't cause great joy, have you really heard the good news? If for you, Christmas is just another holiday, another kind of season to get through. If Christmas for you is just, you know, a nativity scene that you set up on your front yard and some lights that you put up around your house. If Christmas for you is just, Christmas TV programming, some carols that you sing, or getting together for a meal. And it doesn't cause great joy. The question must be asked, have you really heard the good news? Because I would suggest to you, especially in this part of the world, a lot of people have not actually heard the good news. They've heard the old news. Been there, done that, bought the t-shirt, shrunk in the wash, Here we go again, every year kind of just hit repeat. It's not good news to you. This is old religious news to you. For other people, they haven't heard the good news. They've heard fake news. I know there are a lot of people in this world who have their kind of radars up all the time trying to look out for or sniff out fake news. I'm here to declare to you that some of the fakest news in the history of humanity has been projected consistently here in the South that somehow this whole good news story is about how God sent his son Jesus to start a religion that points out all of our faults, making us feel like we can never do enough to win his approval. And if and only if we can get our lives together, he'll be cool with us. But more likely than not, we'll stumble, we'll fall, we'll fail, and we will be pushed far away forever from God. That is not the good news. That is fake news. The good news is this. For God so loved the world that he gave us his son, Jesus, so that we would have an opportunity to respond to him, to trust in him, to believe in him. And as we respond to him and trust in him and believe in him, we don't have to perish and be forever separated from Him, but we can start life to the full beginning today with Him and this can flow into eternity. This, my friends, is the good news of Christmas. Don't miss it. And if that doesn't bring a smile to your dial, I would challenge you again to lean into not old news, not the bad news, not the fake news, but to the good news of the gospel. You are so loved. No matter who you are or where you're at or what you've done, what lines you've crossed, what commandments you've broken, you right here, right now are loved. 
And God sent his son, Jesus, to not only prove it, but to provide a way for you to enter into unbreakable relationship with him. Hear that good news and let it cause joy. Now, the second place joy comes from is by remembering that God has come to be with you. Yes, you. I love that verse here when the angels declare, today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. I love that detail. The angel was very deliberate in saying, the Savior is born to you. The angel didn't say y'all because the angels weren't Southern. As well as that, the angels knew that if he used a generic y'all term, we had this amazing capacity to exclude ourselves or disqualify ourselves from these very kinds of invitations from God. We automatically think in our head that God wants to be with good people that God wants to be with religious people, that God wants to be with the kinds of people who cross all the T's, dot all of their I's, never break a rule, those kinds of people. But nothing could be further from the truth. God was so deliberate in sending this angel to the most ordinary of ordinary people to let all of us know that no matter who we are or where we're at, what lines we cross, how ordinary we feel, God still comes to be smack bang in the middle of life with you. And that's who the shepherds were. The shepherds were ordinary people, working class people, not looked at incredibly highly in society. Uh, they smelt like animals. They slept in the dirt. They really couldn't keep the, 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 the temple festivities uh, because of the kind of work that they did. But God was deliberate in finding shepherds to share this good news with because he wanted everyone who ever felt ordinary, the most ordinary of the ordinary, that God has come to be with them. God has come to be with you. And that's what he did. He knew that you didn't need a religion. He needed that your soul needed saving. So he gave you a savior. God knew that you would doubt his promises sometimes, so he gave us the Messiah, who is the fulfillment of every single promise. God has come to be with you. He has come personally to journey through every high and through every low, through every dark day, through every doubtful night. In the middle of a divided society, our God has stepped out of heaven to be with you. You know, there are some people that you just hang out with and you just feel better for being around them. I don't know if it's because they're funny or because, um, you know, they just chill or, or they're just positive. I don't know what it is, but there are some kinds of people who bring about a greater presence of joy. There is no one like God in this universe. When he steps into our room, when he steps into our situation, that brings as much joy as he does. And that's what he wants to do for you every single day as you remember that God has come to be with you. Now, the third and final place we see joy 
coming from as we look at this shepherd's story is joy comes from knowing that God makes a difference. Yes, God is with us, but Him being with us makes a difference. It changes things. I love how at the end of this story, you see the announcing angel after he has declared good news is surrounded by a supporting cast of backup singer angels and they start singing all in unison, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests or something like that. I love how they show up and they start declaring the goodness of God and the greatness of God, the majesty of God, the supremacy, the sovereignty of God, glory to God in the highest. He is still on the throne. He is still in control. He is still up to something good. And because God is still worthy of glory, we can trust that here on earth, things are going to be different. On earth, there will be peace. On earth, there will be restoration. On earth, there will be healing. On earth, there will be hope. On earth, there will be good things that come from the throne of heaven because God is still worthy of glory. And I want you to hold on to that in faith every single day as you reflect on the reality that we have received good news, that God is with us and Him being with us changes everything. In a dark world, he can switch on the lights. In a divided world, he can bring healing. In a desperate situation, he can bring a breakthrough. When you're downcast, he can lift you up. Our God is not only with us, but him being with us makes a difference. It's made a difference in my life. This last week, I have felt sicker than I've ever felt before. I'm a relatively healthy person. I like to to eat well and take care of my immune system. So most years, I will go through a flu season and never experience any kind of flu. So you gotta understand that over the last couple of weeks, I've gone through a valley I have never ever walked through before. I've never had fever, I've never had chills. I've never had this feeling of nausea and wanting to vomit, just not leave me days on end. And there have been a couple of nights where I've rolled out of my bed, burning hot and then starting to shiver cold and I just started to pray. And I've started to declare that God, you are with me. And you know what, my friends, there in my dark room, as I kneel by my bed shivering, I feel him with me. I feel his presence. I feel his goodness. I feel his faithfulness. I feel his tenderness. And that, my friends, changes everything. God's presence with us changes things. And this, my friends, brings joy. Are you lacking right now? Well, God's presence changes things. That brings joy. Are you feeling overwhelmed, stressed out, worried, or anxious right now? Hey, lean into His presence because His presence changes everything. Are you stressed out? 
just kind of trying to get everything lined up, but you just feel like it. you don't have the power or the ability to kind of just hold things together. It's all good. Lean into his presence and his power because his presence changes everything. And that, my friends, <laughs> brings a smile to your dial and joy to your heart. And when that joy overflows, my friends, it's going to impact so many people around you. I believe deeper than my spirit that in a season which is so usually marked by joy, God wants this season especially, Christmas 2020, to be marked by unprecedented, unparalleled joy. And you're going to find it because God came to find you. And as you remember that we've received good news, that God is with us and that Him being with us makes a difference. Joy can't help but rise up in your soul. Joy can't help but be restored. Can I challenge you to do something? Every single morning as you make your breakfast beverage, I don't know what you make. Um, usually I make a cup of coffee and I stir in a spoon of honey. I haven't graduated to that straight black coffee thing yet. Right now I'm doing a lot of honey and lemon uh, for uh, all the uh, women here in uh, the room who are aged between uh, 18 and uh, 34. Uh, when you grab your skinny pumpkin chai latte and you add those extra pumps of caramel. Oh, for the guys here in the room who, who might grab a black coffee and put a couple of sugars in there. <laughs> when you stir your breakfast beverage every single morning, would you make a decision to stir up joy? Come on, as you stir in what's most likely way too much sugar, when you stir in creamer that isn't made of cream and that should freak you out, but it strangely doesn't. When you stir in whatever you stir into your breakfast hot beverage, would you take time to remember that we have received good news. God loved us so much, he gave us Jesus freely so that we could live forever. Come on, would you stir up joy as you remember that God is with us? Yes, you. No matter who you are or where you're at or what you've done, the most ordinary of the ordinary, God has come to be with you. Would you stir up joy as you remember that God being with us makes a difference? It changes everything. Come on, every single morning, would you stir up joy? As we come to a close, I'd like to simply pray with you. And if you know right now your joy tank is running a little bit low, I'm going to pray just like David prayed. Hey, you know what? Would you re restore unto me joy? And I'm going to believe that you're walking out of this room or you're turning off this online recording with more joy than you started this message with. So let me pray. Hey, dear Jesus, give us joy. You promised it to us. And as we now reflect on the good news and how you're with us 
and how you being with us changes everything. I thank you that my joy is rising. The fear is fleeting. The doubt is disintegrating. Joy is rising. And I thank you so much, God, that you're up to something good. And I just pray that over the next seven days, as we invite our family and our friends to join us personally for our Christmas at New Spring services, that these invitations would be offered flowing from a heart of otherworldly joy. May this be the most attractive part of our ask. We love you. We trust you. In Jesus' name. And all the joy-filled people said, Amen.